Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about Leo, not the animated Adam Sandler film, but the Indian film, Leo, both of which did come out this past year. 2023 this one is directed by written and directed by lokesh uh, kanagaraj and it stars joseph vijay uh names i have not familiar with but will be looking forward to more of their work as i love to watch indian films uh, in this film, Parthiban is a mil- or is a mild-mannered cafe owner in Kashmir who fends off a gang of murderous thugs and gains attention from a drug cartel claiming he was once a part of them. Uh, I'm not a big fan of spoilers, and I'm glad I never read the plot description on IMDb for this movie because, you know... Doesn't necessarily mean kind of spoils, but I would have loved to see those things unfold as they do. I mean, we do find out that this guy is uh, a badass pretty early on, but overall, this movie was recommended to me uh, by a friend recommended this to me, and I'm a huge fan of Indian films. Uh, I've watched and reviewed a number of them over the past couple years. Although it, not as many in recent months, but uh, still a uh, an area of the world producing great movies that I love to watch. Uh, and I had zero idea what to expect going into this movie. And like the vast majority of Indian films, I absolutely loved this movie as well. Uh, some great fight scenes that reminded me of Jackie Chan films. Very impressive. Also, some uh, over-the-top action set pieces, which, you know, is another fun aspect to Indian action films, is they're really over-the-top action set pieces. Uh, But also, you know, of course, some great dance numbers uh, and some very on-the-nose lyrics to some of the theme songs of this movie, in this movie. But a really fun action movie. I would definitely recommend it if you're a fan of action films, if you're a fan of Jackie Chan films, especially the earlier Jackie Chan films. Uh, you know, well, earlier, I guess, mid-career Jackie Chan when he was, you know, kind of Rush Hour, the Shanghai Noon and Nights movies, and uh, Rumble in the Bronx, and Project A, and all those kinds of uh jackie chan movies then you probably like this also if you're a fan of indian films you know if you've seen rrr or the kgf franchise uh so many great action films from india and this one is uh, a lot of fun as well let's take a short break from this episode 
listeners, if you're an art lover like I am or simply somebody who appreciates unique creativity, I've got something you'll adore. Dive into the world of the many faces, an ongoing series of mesmerizing ink paintings on paper. Each piece is a captivating blend of abstract and surreal, always presenting a face that tells its own story. The dedication behind this series is unmatched with new paintings being released every single day. And if you're thinking about owning one, you're in luck. You can start with a 4x6 original painting for just $20. And if you desire something grander, there are larger sizes available with prices to match. Imagine having an original piece of art infused with emotion and mystery gracing your space. So... If you're intrigued, don't wait. Check out the entire collection and get your own at inspireddisorder.com. Own a piece of creativity that will truly stand out. Now let's get back to the show. So our lead character is a lot of fun. Absolutely. He doesn't seem like he's an action star necessarily until you see him start to fight. Uh, which I was pleasantly surprised to see how much of the fight scenes reminded me of Jackie Chan fight scenes. Using objects in the environment to fight with and kind of rolling around. Uh, this movie, in addition to Jackie Chan, also had shades of like Old Boy, which is the original North, uh, South Korean film, not the American remake. Also had shades of like John Wick or the Bourne movies. Uh, so a lot of interesting, also like uh, John Woo kind of, uh, a lot of interesting moments in this movie. And, uh, you know, kind of also in this movie, the mystery of who our main character really is. Is this a case of mistaken identity or is this like, is he really the guy that these people think he is? Adds a very interesting element to this film. Uh, kind of despite having a good idea uh, of what the truth is, uh, still have doubts throughout the movie, surprisingly. Shouldn't have, but surprisingly. Uh, and there are a lot of other over-the-top action moments in this movie as well that are great. So, you know, this movie is a very fun ride, despite the fact that it's almost three hours long, which is a trend I usually am not a fan of in movies today. However, Indian filmmakers know how to pack stuff in. They know how to fill a three-hour movie in a way that is so worthwhile. Such a fun movie. I mean, yeah, maybe there's scenes you could cut from this like obviously the the dance number but even all of those scenes you're still it's going to be like a two and a half hour long movie still going to be two hours and i think it's just because they're they really pay attention to like kind of getting you in touch with who these characters are really showing you who these these the lead characters are which i enjoyed that right what this guy's life is like with his family in this like small town, uh, I I dug it. I dug this movie completely for sure. Let's take a quick break from the show, listeners. Are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus, 
For just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying the Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to live painting archive. You get to be the first to lay eyes on new releases from the many faces. And enjoy members-only discounts and deals that will have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes. Personal insights through Ray Taylor's own blog, that is my personal blog, as well as my creative writing to spark your imagination. And an interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. But I do want to talk about spoilers, so if you do not like spoilers, if you want to avoid spoilers, this is your warning, because I want to talk about the moment. There's some great moments in this movie. I want to talk about it, kind of walk you through my mental uh, place as I'm watching this movie. But regardless, spoiler warning from here on out. And this starts with kind of an action set piece that lets you know where our main character is at, like what his kind of what his abilities are, uh, where there's this hyena attack in the village and it's like going towards a school. Right. So it's he's on the call to try and fix it. His son is there. He's taking his son to school, but now he's got to do this thing. Right. And our hero is called in to help. Right. And a fun one-on-one with him and the CGI hyena. Which, you know, one thing I'm not a fan of in movies is all of the CG animals. But understanding that, you know, not putting animals' livelihoods at risk for our entertainment, I guess is fine too. And, you know, some CG is better than others. And I would assume at some point, at some point, they're going to figure out how to accurately animate cg animals that feel like they are like the physics of those animals are right they're not quite there yet but still fun indian films obviously tons of cg animals Uh, there's even films that i've seen that have little disclaimers even though you know you're watching a cg animal but it's like no real animals were used in this scene which i appreciate that i appreciate the love of the animals there uh but you have this scene where he's trying to corral this hyena using like dynamite and then gets a spear his son goes to the car gets out a spear launches the spear into this playground area where his dad just grabs it out of the air right and of course the spear has a tranquilizer dart on it because we don't want to kill the hyena we just want to you know tranquilize it so we can get it in a cage somewhere while just moments ago i was using dynamite to corral this hyena uh, but a great action little set piece of him trying to capture this hyena showing that he is a badass um and then after that you have this like romantic montage of him and his family enjoying life together 
uh, right? And then at the end of this montage of the family, like going out and having fun and just being a happy family, he goes to where they they have the hyena captured, and he becomes the hyena whisperer, <laughs> and somehow domesticates this hyena, which is just another ridiculous aspect that I absolutely love. And comes back later in the movie in a very satisfying way. Meanwhile, there's a group of dangerous guys that are traveling around, killing people and robbing, right? So the bad guys are in town. Uh, the evil element is coming to town. Uh, and we see our main character working at a coffee shop. Uh, you know, it seems like a very small town, not a very small town, but seems like a small town, you know, got probably a little downtown area, but it's not some big metropolis city, uh, where such a small town where guns are never in the town. So the fact that there's a killing spree of any kind stands out. The fact that anybody's being killed, uh, stands out in this town. And then there's another great scene where he is at his coffee shop after hours with his daughter and he's dancing. There's a sweet scene with him dancing for his daughter, trying to embarrass her, trying to make her laugh, right? Just trying to bring some joy into this world. And then all of the tension comes when these crazy guys go in. These crazy guys that have been killing people, they go in. And they go into this coffee shop and he's just like waiting. He wants his chocolate coffee. Uh, and then when a waitress comes by, she's about to leave and sees these people there. And they're like, no, we're closed. You got to go. He grabs the waitress, only intensifying the tension even more. And, of course, you have the kid, the young kid who's behind the counter. So you have this guy who's a badass. You have these bad guys who are in his coffee shop, and now one of them has got his waitress. His daughter is vulnerable, and this crazy guy is asking for a chocolate coffee, right? Then the other bad guys come in when they realize that the gun was missing from the van, so the crazy guy has the gun. And we get an amazing fight scene. So Jackie Chan. This is so Jackie Chan, this fight scene. Him rolling over the tables, using benches and chairs to fight these guys off. Just so great. A lot of great, like, slow-mo spinning kicks and people flying through stuff. Uh, but it's Jackie Chan with actual blood and people getting, like, really fucked up. <laughs> like, people bleeding and getting busted up and stabbed. Like, it's, it's definitely more graphic than a jackie chan film but also you know this guy's not jackie chan so he's not necessarily fighting with this exact same style that jackie chan would be but a lot of the elements of a great jackie chan a fun jackie chan fight scene are in this in this scene And there's still a little bit of humor in this scene as the daughter is doing earmuffs so she doesn't hear all the fighting that's going on. And, of course, the dad fucks these guys up, right? Fucks these dudes up. He's rolling around the environment, right, using chairs and plates, right? Him kind of floating and spinning around all of these guys, staying kind of neat and tidy 
while causing complete damage to the the bad guys um and then when a crazy guy comes in or when the crazy guy gets up and goes to kill his daughter right instead instead of attacking him decides to go behind the counter where the daughter is you see like you see where their gun ended up and see how he takes all of them out just expertly john wick style with a single shot right and you get like the graphic nature of that of like heads splitting open when they're shot right but a great fight sequence definitely jackie chan inspired yet with like some graphic violence <laughs> which saw so i'm all in great fight scene great uh, action set piece and of course it goes against what he was trying to teach his son earlier about like being moral uh how there was like a scenario with a cop and like how a cop if a cop kills somebody it's still considered murder um it still make him a murderer which is funny to hear people speak of morality in police uh living in the united states where so many police officers just get away with murder there seems to be zero morality uh, once you put a badge on in the United States. Uh, so interesting to, uh, you know, him trying to teach this lesson to his son. But then, of course, when the, the shit hits the fan, he uh, has no problem murdering to protect his daughter. Um, I mean, technically, he's killing in self-defense, right? And the defense not only of him, but his daughter and the employee or co-worker, whoever the waitress is. But he's like, he's like, he's crushed because now he's a murderer. And then we get like a little bit of a court courtroom drama, which is interesting. You have him, them testing to see if it's even possible for anybody to shoot five people that accurately in that situation and finding out that this guy is really good at shooting. And then at the end of this court trial, right, not only is he innocent, of like he's not convicted he's not sentenced as a he's not convicted as a murderer not only is he innocent he's awarded a medal of bravery for all of the people that he killed <laughs> uh in the in addition to helping to capture the hyena like all the good that he's done around town like they give him uh, a medal of bravery which seems nice right he is a guy protecting the town and doing the right thing um so it would make sense right true justice was served but then you have this great song that the lyrics are in english but it's about being shit scared and it's about how he's paranoid that there's going to be backlash like these guys were clearly connected they're probably hired by somebody there's going to be somebody that's going to be mad that he killed them all. So he's like super paranoid that there's going to be backlash now. And the first time, like, so there's like shut-ins and he's got security cameras. N nobody's allowed to leave. They're not going to school. And they first time they go to the market, they get attacked. And we get another great fight scene as he's fighting in the market, uh, ending with him killing people again <laughs> so so even though he's super depressed that he killed a bunch of people and 
still found innocent for murder uh ends up killing people again and he goes back to the police station which i thought he was going to turn himself in again instead he's there to chew them out for not protecting his family after what he did telling and you know uh and telling him that they are up to stuff like stealing a body the cop talks shit about his request like there's other stuff going on why are you even bothering us with this we're not your personal security so then you have our lead character choking out the captain right grabbing his throat taking him and choking him all the way out onto the street uh, up against the pole where you see every cop trying to peel our main character off of the 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 guy every cop trying to peel him off so he ends up having his friend who works in the police department steal a hammer like they're not going to provide you with any protection if you're life isn't in danger and because you didn't receive any injuries in the coffee shop fight they're not they have no reason to believe your life would be in danger so he has his friend sneak a hammer out of evidence a hammer from the fight out of evidence to gouge his back with the hammer to then have the police give him security and of course they what they send him is like a joke he's like the indian george costanza shows up to protect him like if you see it's like you know a short fat bald guy uh who's sent there to protect them who's supposed to be the best uh the best cop out of the this other police department uh kind of the my cousin Vinny of police protection but you know funny you know he's there our main character is like dude this is this is not going to be good he's seeing him he's watching him like doze off when he's supposed to be on watch and then we get another song leo das is a badass song and you have this old gang this gang recognizes our main character from his military photo and they're like wait is this the same guy so we're finding out that this guy, our lead character, looks like and might be one of the main bad badasses from this gang, Leo Das. Leo Das is a badass. And that's the song that's playing when they're figuring out that Leo Das, look, this guy looks a lot like, and of course Leo Das was supposed to have died in a fire. So kind of gives him it's like okay so this is why he's so good at stuff this is why he can this is clearly his backstory this is why he can fight and finding out that he's literally related to that crime family which runs a tobacco factory which is only a front for a drug business of course right so leo apparently was security and also the son of the owner, right? So he's, as the son, he's also the security of the owner. So his owner is his dad, right? The The head of this crime family is his dad. And he's like, I think this is my son. And the dad goes crazy and starts sacrificing animals 
thinking it's going to help his drug business and soon moves to human sacrifices based not a, and not only any human sacrifice like they have to be people born at a certain time like they have to have the perfect astrological sign to be murdered and just so happens the astrological sign they are looking for in a person to be sacrificed is not only Leo, his own son, but also his twin sister, which is also, she is also a badass, but doesn't have the catchy Leo Das is a badass song like Leo Das does. And the dad decides to sacrifice the daughter, his sister. And of course, there is also a great dance number that takes place, which is very epic. But you have this fight for him and his sister to try and get out of this sacrificial place uh, before his dad can sacrifice her, right? And then free their people to help ha- to help fight uh, to get out, and which leads to a great warehouse fight shot with a drone, clearly. But there was a bird introduced earlier, so it's almost like The bird was introduced so that they could use this drone footage as almost like a POV of this bird as it's flying around this warehouse uh, filming this epic fight that's taking place. Looked amazing. Uh, Worked out like so interestingly shot this this fight scene Um, and ends with the sister ending up being stabbed anyway. as they burn the, the factory down. They're tr- trying to burn the factory down to just shut down dad's business altogether. Um, and then you see that he is shot, Leo's shot twice by his dad uh, as everything starts to go up in flames. So this is the moment where he disappears, right? Trying to save his sister. His dad ends up shooting him uh, and he falls down in this factory that's burning up. So it's like clear. It's so clear that he's this. And then he he goes super like to his wife, gaslights the fuck out of his wife, telling her it's like, I can't believe you don't trust that I am telling you the truth, that I am not Leo. And like the fact that you don't trust me is why I'm in pain. Like blaming all of his issues on the fact that she doesn't trust that he's not this elite killer Leo guy, which makes complete sense that he can shoot five guys in the blink of an eye, that he can fight like Jackie Chan, kicking everybody's ass while not receiving any damage. The only damage he got was was fake so that he can get this Danny DeVito security guard. So great. But, like, kind of sad, like, kind of makes this guy less likable with him gaslighting his wife but staying strong with his story telling her that her suspecting him of being leo hurts more than anything right that she destroyed the marriage bond although he seems like he's truly believes he's not leo like he is going all in which like at this point, I'm like, it's clear that he is, but maybe does he like have amnesia? I'm like trying to roll through all the different explanations of like trying to justify why maybe this guy isn't just an asshole to his wife. Like maybe he forgot. He truly believes that he's not Leo. 
but you know it wouldn't explain his action hero abilities and then you have him and his guard chasing down his father's crew who kidnapped his son um right so the their guard was on a break and the dad's crew breaks in steals his son kidnaps his son um so great another great action set piece of leo and his danny devito guard flying down the street you know on a motorcycle you got danny devito loading the the rifle and you have leo taking like just taking out suvs without any regard to the fact that his son could potentially be in any one of those suvs but still a great action sequence um while he's gone while him and the guard are gone trying to get the son the dad sends another crew to get the mom and the daughter right and this is where we see there was a little montage of leo you know sharpening bear traps and stuff when he was in the paranoid stage of like there's going to be backlash for what i did and clearly he was right and this is where we see what all that preparation was for as this crew of people go in to try and kidnap the the his wife and daughter you see bear traps just getting people there's also landmines as these people are trying to get in and like it's taking out so many of them they have to like as they the the herd gets thinned down of the the dad's henchmen and they're like barely making their way way in so few are uh left after being caught in all these different kinds of booby traps um you even have the guard who is now back like somehow the guard went from on this chase with the dad with leo and then got in a wreck right and somehow is back at the the house on a wheelchair ready to go like still messed up but somehow got back there in time um and he's able to take <laughs> take out a couple guys while he's like propped up in his wheelchair with his rifle and then you have one survivor so like everybody's getting taken out taken out one guy left and he gets covered in blood and it's like what is going on right it's almost like in home alone where they get dosed with like the 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 tar and the feathers except for this is blood and you're like what is going on and that's when the opening of this movie makes more sense the whole hyena aspect of this and the fact that he domesticated this animal and now there is one guy left who is there to get the wife and the daughter who open the door to the hyena's bedroom so the hyena comes out i'm like oh this is perfect that and by far the best security animal you're gonna have a hyena <laughs> like there's no dog that's going to be as vicious as a hyena is um so great great like scene uh and everybody is obsessed with getting him to admit he's leo which is kind of funny the the fact that he is so stubborn and so hard like like determined that he is not leo 
and that this is all some weird misunderstanding and he could just happen to fight and everybody else doesn't believe it and they're just like i don't care if you kill me just tell me that you're leo uh and then we have like a drunken master moment you know another jackie chan moment when he removes his shirt that's on fire when he gets like he's at the new factory or whatever so far a lot of like jackie chan legend of drunken master kind of imagery also old boy but so many more people right as you would see in like rrr or something like that just a ridiculous amount of people that this guy is fighting against uh at the end even more than like a john wick where it seems like everybody's coming from everywhere um but it's great right or even there's also aspects of this that are almost like memento where it's like in memento he's choosing the reality he wants to believe and in some ways this is you know him choosing to believe that he's not leo um there's also kind of like bruce lee references and like john woo references to this there's a lot of like martial arts inspired references to this um and then when he finally comes clean that he knows that he's leo is pretty satisfying and to see the scene where he tells his dad right before killing him it's like i am leo uh it's pretty great and seeing his transition of like okay yes i'm leo you guys have no way of killing me of course i'm leo it would be like if you're watching john wick and throughout the entire first John Wick movie, he's like, I'm not John. I am not John Wick. I just happen to have all of these skills, but I am not John Wick. I'm not the man you are looking for. Um, but yeah, a great movie. Sets up for a sequel, which I'm all in on. I love all of the references to great martial arts films so much jackie chan inspiration in this which i absolutely love uh the character like the actor the main actor who plays leo dust uh joseph vijay amazing so great all of the different action set pieces are so much fun uh i absolutely loved this movie it was it was a lot of fun to watch it did not feel like almost three hours long it was such a fast ride it felt like um you're never bored it's so much fun i really enjoyed it and i'm glad it was recommended to me and i'm excited to see whatever they come up with next for this it's, it's going to be a franchise i'm in i don't know how they're going to do it obviously the family knows now the she knows that he was gaslighting her hopefully there's some of uh justice for that whole aspect in the next movie hopefully she gets to uh bring that up and uh hey you remember when you were gaslighting me and tried to make me feel like shit that i didn't believe you weren't leo das because you are regardless i had a lot of fun with this movie i highly recommend it and i want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on leo don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday for more movie and tv show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where all of these episodes are available in video format but until next time
enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.